0: got to make things happen. This is the Peter Perry Audio Smash. So I'm totally curious to see how this thing's going to turn out. First of all, the road noise has got to be nuts, so I apologize for that. But uh, I got an idea to talk to you guys, and um, so I wanted to talk about a little bit about a question of who is naive today? And so it's an interesting thing that just popped into my head. And uh, you know I borrow borrow a lot from Gary Vee, and he talks about it in his latest book, Crushing It. You guys should all go out and check it out and buy it for sure, because he's one of these guys that uh, actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to people that are online. Um, Not just a pretend businessman, but somebody who's a real businessman that's actually... Uh, teaching a lot about real business so anyway that's my plug for Gary V but um, he starts his book out talking about who's naive and it's a very interesting question talks about his kid who uh, wants to be a YouTuber and how it's real cool because so many kids want to do that now and parents look at them and say you know aren't you naive or they discouraged or do they just kind of roll their eyes and what's, what's crazy is, um, you know, I just came from the power industry, as many of you know, and General Electric's stock is now dropped to the level where it is one-tenth the value of Facebook. Um, so Facebook's market cap is $300 million. General Electric is about, uh, excuse me, $300 billion with a B. General Electric's about $30 billion and also interesting is that General Electric has about 300,000 employees and Facebook has about 30,000. So Facebook has one-tenth the number of employees as General Electric and um, has ten times the market value. And I, I remember very fondly when Facebook went public, how everyone said the company was overvalued and how it was naive to think that social media would be a big deal. Everybody said the exact same thing about Amazon, which very interestingly um, happened in 1997 when I was working at Merrill Lynch and I was getting calls and calls and calls about the dot com stocks. And I remember my manager told me, Don't put anybody in those things, it's a bubble, it's crazy. Um, Meantime, if you had put 10,000 in Amazon, it'd be worth about 5 million right now, back in 97. So I, I, I've heard this continuously, and then, of course, when the dot-com bubble burst, everyone said, look at those dot-com guys, they're naive. The Internet's just like the fax machine. I remember they put Terry Semmel in charge of Yahoo, um, and he ran it into the ground, while Google, which was run by you know the young, naive guys, totally crushed Yahoo and just made Yahoo completely irrelevant. And I've seen this again and again, where the new technologies come out, people embrace them, and they're called naive. You know, same thing happened in Bitcoin. I remember I was talking about it back in 2009. God, I should have bought it. Um, and everybody said it's it's never going to work. But it made perfect sense to me because here you have a currency whose value is, uh, whose quantity is fixed. While the Federal Reserve all the while is printing more dollars. So supply of dollars goes up and um, supply of Bit- Bitcoin stays the same. Now, of course, Bitcoin... Um, got into bubble territory and I'm not a financial advisor. Don't buy anything financial related based on what I say. Um, But it's just an observation of mine as somebody who's been around the dot-com industry um, and in digital marketing the entire time. So now I'm pushing forward in B2B marketing and sales. And in my opinion, B2B sales and marketing are going to unite. There's not going to be in B2B companies... There will no longer be a sales department and a marketing department. There will just be one department headed by a chief revenue officer. And you're starting to see this happen in Silicon Valley where companies are doing this. Why is that the case? Because the sales cycle is rapidly um, becoming elongated, requiring more um, marketing-related skill sets... But, of course, the sales-related skill sets will never go away. They're only getting more important. The good salespeople are only becoming more valuable um, as the transactional components of sales are being done by the Internet. But the relationship components of sales, um, something that I I borrow from Seth Godin a lot, you'll hear me talk about, it's called emotional labor. Emotional labor is the labor of the future. And so that is... Um, One thing I wanted to connect with, what what Gary Vee said about naivete, Uh, the kids want to be on YouTube and they somehow intuitively understand that the labor that's being done on YouTube is emotional labor and it's only going to grow in value in the new economy. Um, If you want your job to be safe from artificial intelligence, make sure you're doing emotional labor. If you're in a service industry, and um, you basically follow script and do whatever the company tells you. Um, that's not emotional labor. When you think and solve customer problems, that is emotional labor. And so, it's really awesome to be living in these times where we can allow our personalities to show through. And the, those personalities, the, which is really our humanity, our humanity is what um, is being rewarded in the current economy. So it's awesome and. For everyone that's younger out there, don't let them tell you you're naive. When you're looking at the new technologies like, for example, blockchain. Blockchain is going to be huge. AI is going to be huge. My son loves video games. I encourage, encourage him in that because um, people who can code video games and who understand that inter, the interactivity of video games, that clearly will be um, the next wave of emotional labor where, um, you know, YouTube channels and, and such where we can like, comment and share is really just enhanced um, viewing, right? So it's, it's very similar to television. It doesn't have anywhere near the continual interactivity of video games. So I I strongly believe that um, interactive programming and interactive content is only going to continue to grow in value. Um, Video game industry just surpassed the movie industry in terms of uh, total annual revenue. And so video games are only going to continue to grow um, with video game based knowledge and understanding um, product development as being a launching pad for the next channels, which will definitely be even more interactive. If you notice, as as each channel um, continues to evolve, as we went from YouTube to Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat, they get more and more interactive, and that trend will only continue. Whatever the next big, big channel is, um, you can bet that Facebook, the company, will be on top of it. They've already invested heavily in virtual reality. It's because they know that interactive is the future and so when the next channel comes out and it just seems crazy to you and the kids are all on board don't call them naive for you business guys out there jump in early because the guys that jumped into Instagram early are crushing it they're their uh, influencers now and uh, for my guys out there that are in the b2b space you kind of got you got a free pass because um you've been able to watch what unfolded in business to consumer marketing and now you can just jump on board and I personally believe B2B video content is about to really go gangbusters and the companies that are embracing the new sales and marketing technologies that are out there to build what I like to call the automatic sales pipeline by, by the way when I say the automatic sales pipeline What I mean is the ability to build the pipeline is automatic, but you will always have the top closers in the industry doing the emotional labor in these highly technical fields to bring big time sales contracts um, over the threshold. And so more and more the ability to build that pipeline becomes automatic, but the ability to close becomes even more valuable Um, in many of these industries you're talking about sales where one sale is in the hundreds of thousands or multiple millions of dollars and so bringing that sale through to the finish is always going to be relationship driven and very um, very much emotional labor in a place where uh, there's a lot of value going forward and what's crazy about it is the complete opposite has always been predicted, was that the marketing was going to take over and sales was going to kind of fall by the wayside. But what's what it's turned out to be is the opposite because many of the marketing functions can be automated, whereas very the, the, that closing relationship piece truly is emotional labor. But what you are going to see is now that video is becoming so prominent, it's going to really explode in the world of B2B sales and marketing and you're going to see the top sales people. they need to be put on camera because they they know the nuance of the product so incredibly well and those people are going to become influencers in their industry and their companies are going to have to let them do it. No longer is it going to be just about promoting the company brand only. The top influencers who can talk on camera and create a rapport with customers rather than fly these top closers all over the world to meet with customers one-on-one-on-one in the beginning of the sales cycle, we're going to put those closers on camera and allow them to influence way more customers in the beginning of the sales cycle. And then as the customer moves along and gets closer to close, of course, there's still going to be in-person interaction, which, uh, watch for virtual reality to even eliminate some of that. But, uh, The point I'm trying to make is, who's been naïve in all this? And it's been the guys that have continually forecast against digital, against dot-coms. And B2B tends to be a a very cynical industry, very hard-nosed, very profit-driven. And I'm here to tell you CEOs out there, there is huge opportunity and profits the number one biggest competitive advantage in the world of B2B right now is in the sales and marketing channel there's a McKinsey report out that shows that the companies that have adopted digital are eight times more profitable than the digital laggards and they're specifically talking about sales and marketing I'll put a link to the report um, in the comments below and um, you can get a, a, a more detailed report of this on our, on our website at uh, RevG.io, brought to you by RevG Media. And we help companies that want to grow their business through uh, sales and marketing um, optimization and getting better at that. And uh, so we're having a good time doing it. I just got back from the PowerGen trade show. A lot of changes afoot in the power industry, dual changes of moving to renewables, at the same time moving to digital. So it's it's super exciting. And um, it's great to see a lot of the old companies have really uh, embraced digital and are moving aggressively into the future. And it's, it's a fun thing to see. It's a fun time to be in industry. Um, and so for any guys out there in B2B that are trying to reach other companies and grow your business, if you're trying to expand and get more accounts, if you're not really sure which accounts you should be targeting, and if you're trying to build your brand using the new digital technologies, we we deliver faster revenue growth and we help you build your brand through social media. Thanks to everybody for listening in. And this is Peter with RevG Media signing off for today. Have a great one. That's all for today. Thanks for listening in. Do me a huge favor. If you got any value from this podcast at all, please subscribe and share it with your friends. There's no bigger compliment and I truly appreciate it. Until next time, this has been the Peter Perry Audio Smash.